Come on, come all, come gather around. Come hear tales both lost and found. Finally, show not about true crime. It's David and Michael Story Time. Hey everyone, welcome back to another exciting episode of Story Time. I'm David Miller. And I'm a child science fiction enthusiast, Michael Santel. No relation. No uh. relation. <laughs> <laughs> uh. To David's point, though, we are wearing uh, <laughs> equal but different Target Star Wars shirts today. It is an uh, unplanned we, little coordination. Yeah. We look like a yin-yang. We look like a mom yeah. who dresses her twins the same. So uh, the, uh, those who were listening to last week's episode would remember that we talked about having a Red Millennium Falcon shirt on and Santel was about to go put on his uh, we're recording this episode less than 24 hours later, so <laughs> <laughs> so Michael is now wearing the red Millennium Falcon shirt I was wearing yesterday, and I'm uh, wearing the blue AT-AT shirt. I, hold today. on. I am a dirty boy. I have not taken a shower. I'm trying not to call you out that, like that dirty of a boy. I'm not wearing David's red shirt. This is my own Correct. shirt that I washed of my own accord that Correct. fits my body, but we I just happen to have the it. same shirt, yes. We just happen to have the same shirt. Because we both have shopped at Target, and they played two on wanting a comfy shirt and liking Star Wars it's, aesthetic. It, it, they had it on that one end cap. How, long, how, have you, you how no? long have you had this shirt? Because I've had mine, these two, for like seven, eight years at this point. At least. I don't wear it enough where it gets normal wear and tear. I feel like I only wear it as a sleepy shirt. It's mm. it, it. I've gotten a lot of use out of it. It's a real it's a real fun shirt. They're still regularly in my rotation, but they're kind of my like, it's a lazy day and I don't care what I look like shirt. Yeah, funny <laughs> enough, I feel like I've been button ups a lot, but this does pop up. Uh, I will say I like that it looks like those pop-up books when you were a kid. Not those pop-up books, but those books that would be like in Star Wars ships and you would open yeah, it up. It's and like, it a, show it's like you. a blueprint shirt. It's got all yeah. the little yeah, things on it. And it's it's fun. Yeah. If uh, I were to it's, build it's nice an AT-AT, that's how I would do it. I would look exactly. at your shirt. I'd say, exactly. David, stand still. And then I These would are the plans it. exactly. We're, we're going to march on. <laughs> Damn it. I almost said we're going to march on the Capitol. And then I realized <laughs> that that's not. We're we going to march on the Capitol, David. we got to take Naboo back with our Naboo fighters. We're taking the Capitol. You think Naboo is still around? They never like talk about it anymore, right? No, they do not. I assume that global warming... I'm assuming that the Gungans, just the water eventually fucked up and they just took over the whole thing. I was just going to say, that, like, oh, the Empire, like, blew it up at some point and nobody talks about it because nobody cared. Like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would assume that Naboo is there. I wonder what they are today. I don't know. They're an old school <laughs> planet. Right on. Uh, but Boss Nass is still around. Yeah, um, for sure. That guy doesn't age. That guy looks great. <laughs> Gungans don't age. That's a saying. Gungans don't age. Gungans um, don't age. Okay. Well, our it's, children <laughs> do age, David. Yes, Every yes. day they're getting Oops. closer to the eighth grade. Where are we? I'm going to let you know. I don't. The, we did the Choose Your Own Adventure book, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. Perfect. Because I was like, I don't fucking remember anything. Great. That's because that book didn't really matter. That book didn't, didn't matter. Really matter. And right before that, we had the David trilogy. That was the right. last thing that happened. There. So we're kind of at season two of the. It was. It was a books. big. It was a big time, and this will not feel necessarily like a huge like starting season two with a bang. Like if you yeah. think of this like in seasons, but um, well, and because I always kind of think of the seasons as in between the Megamorph books, but uh, but uh, that's neither here nor there. They're not really written that way, one way or the other. So um, but yeah, so we're going back to sort of normal books. 
regular books for one for this book. And then next book we have a Chronicles. We'll get to that at the end of the episode today. Oh, Chronicles. Uh, yeah, you know the Chronicle books that are like the backstory books. Last time we, the last one we had, we've only had one so far, is the Hork Bajir Chronicles, where we learned which the was, backstory of that whole. Which was an awful. I, it was a great story, but made me super sad. It's a yeah, super yeah. sad. It book. is very sad. Um, uh, so we have our next Chronicles, uh, and I'll I'll preview that at the end of this episode. I have talked about it before. It's it. I remember back when I read these books as a kid was hands down one of my like favorite most fun reads to like pick up and read i read through this one a bunch because it just when i was a kid it read like a cool action movie i i feel bad that young david had no one to share this enthusiasm this was a club of one that you were in there was nobody else you got to share i mean eventually there were people like like our good friend of the podcast and lost enthusiast eric zipper also read these books as a kid so we did kind of connect on that level once we met um, but yeah, like when I was like going through this, when I first had it in like third, fourth, I'd never had third grade ish. Uh, uh, yeah. I'd be like, mom, let me talk to you. And she'd be like, that's great. I don't understand anything about what you're Everything saying. Everything you just said. But I'm gibberish. glad you're reading, you know, yeah, like, yeah. yeah so. <laughs> well, your mother is still proud of you for reading. What well. are you reading to us today? <laughs> today we are going to go through Animorphs book 23. The Michael Jordan book. The Pretender. Oh, yeah. It's called The, the Pretender. Pretender. Uh, I showed it to you last time, but here is the Hawk turning into a bunny. Yep. And then there's kind of a ghost Tobias in the back in case you weren't sure who that hawk was. Yeah. That's yeah. Tobias. That cute, that cute boy <laughs> oh. with the JTT hair. Yeah. And then the inside cover picture is a, the bunny and, a, and some baby bunnies and then a hawk swooping down at it. Okay. Based on that image, uh, Tobias is gonna murder a mother bunny and feel real guilty about it and become a bunny and raise those younglings for a little bit. Okay. While that's going on, the other kids are doing something that then coincides in the forest. The of which need this bunny. They have to shepherd the bunny children away from the raging fires. Uh, and in the local news, they're like, we don't know what caused the fires, but the kids do. They know exactly what caused the fires. Do you remember the whole skunk escapade? Uh, like... Like ten books ago, the sk- when they, when yes, when, when yes, a skunk got yes. like burned by a draken beam, so Cassie Listen, became the mama skunk, and then I yeah. think we're absolutely doing that story again. Again, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. just different shades of that story. Sure, um, this time from the eyes of the predator. There will be, uh, of course, we're going to acquire the bunny morph, but okay. someone else has to get another woodland animal morph. I don't know if it's a squirrel or a chipmunk, but it'll be something like that. Okay. Um. And in, uh, in at school that week, it's okay. the it's the dare week. It's the say no to drugs. <laughs> so like they're like, oh, we can we can escape because they'll just be that they'll just be that uh, that they're dare assembly. assembly. Yeah, 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 we don't we can miss the assembly. <laughs> we get it. We don't do drugs. We're we're morphers. <laughs> we don't have time for drugs. We're fighting a goddamn space war. Yeah. Uh, although. Arguably, could mean you really need some drugs. Uh, and to be fair, the animorph power is the ultimate high. Like flying, <laughs> like flying, a bird. The, all a- of the animorphs constantly talk about how flying is like the greatest experience they've ever had. Besides being a dolphin, which just constantly is fun. Yeah, which is people, which is people of the ocean. You get to be yeah. like a person of and, the ocean. And yeah. Jake has said that he really likes being a dog. Being a dog, he gets really happy. Yeah, it sucks the two-hour rule because it would be great to be a dog and take a real long nap, but you'd, yeah. you'd be playing with fire. You'd be playing with fire oh, yeah, yeah, all the yeah, time. You can't do that. You can't do that. Uh, okay, great. So that's where we're at. Uh, fine predictions. Some are totally correct. Uh, some, not so much. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, we start. Uh, Tobias, we are from the point of view of Tobias, obviously. Uh, Tobias is in his meadow. It's like the morning time. Um, Soaring above the clouds, looking at in the his animals. Tree. He's sitting oh, okay. in his tree. It's morning time. He is hungry. Drinking some coffee. Hungry. <laughs> hungry. He's very hungry uh, because there has lately been another hawk moving in on his territory. Son and of a bitch. And they are currently staring each other down across this meadow that is like his meadow. When, when hawks grab talons, is that because they're trying to fuck each other or fight each other? Both. See, I don't know which one it is either. I don't know if he's horny for this hawk or not. Okay. Uh, so Tobias a... is definitely not horny for this hawk. And and okay. clearly, and he understands on a hawk level, this hawk is not horny for him. Like, this is a, like, this hawk is moving in on his hunting grounds. Do you think that mother birds, like, when humans get to that age, we have to have a talk about the birds and the bees? Do they just tell them a story about humans and bees? Like, do they just swap <laughs> another thing? I don't think it's swapped. They probably just talk, tell them the story about the bees. Uh, just the bees. <laughs> just okay. the bees. Um, okay. Uh, between these two hawks that are staring each other down, there is a rabbit hole. I'm going to eat those rabbits. There is a mama rabbit with baby rabbits in that den. Ooh, baby baby rabbits are basically the McNuggets of the hawk world. And he kind of talks about that. He's kind of like, well, the babies are the target because they're slower. They don't know what they're doing. Like, right. And, and he sees, like, when the mama rabbit comes out, she's the one that's kind of like watching looking around and you kind of he's like he's like you wouldn't think of it but you kind of have to be careful around the mama rabbit because <clears throat> mama rabbit will turn around and kick you in the face yeah. with fucking rabbit legs and that's right. pretty strong yeah the, the the normal the normal thing of like oh yeah like a hawk could kill a deer yeah but a deer can it's deer is still pretty yeah, crazy that, you know that what that i mean would be difficult for the hawk it's yeah. not like <laughs> you gotta push him off a cliff um all right so tobias makes his move and dives down for one of the babies. He's for like, one oh, of the rabbit one, nuggets. That one's straggling, and, and it's gonna, I'm going to get it. And right as he's about to strike, he's like diving down at it. Right as he's about to strike, he has sort of like a like a Freaky Friday mind swap sort of situation. He suddenly is in the point of view of the rabbit, and is like looking up and seeing the hawk swooping at him. And he like, whoa! whoa! And he like kind of flips out, and then as him, as the hawk, like flinches and misses and hits the ground and then gets like kicked in the face by the mom and yeah, then the, the rabbits thing, yeah, the and then the rabbits get away yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so the mother rabbit curb stomps him and he just had a like some event? kind of weird out of body mental experience and in all of that confusion where he missed and the mama rabbit goes and kicks him other hawk snags a baby oh, <laughs> and then bitch. all the rest of the rabbits scurry back into the hole okay he's a little shaken he flies off. He's like, what the fuck was that? Uh, and he flies off. Um, he sees, it's it's still the morning time. It's kind of early-ish morning. Like, he and says, like, the, like, kids are waiting for the bus. He's got to yeah. go murder another animal to eat it. He's still hungry. <clears throat> yeah, and, and it's like, he's like, it's kind of early. He starts kind of flying over, like, the suburbs. And, other, and, like, you know, kids are waiting for the bus. People are kind of going to work. It's, like, probably, like, 6.30, 7 in the morning. He sees a uh, roadkill raccoon. On the road, had its had its back half squished, um, and it's pretty fresh. Couldn't have died more than an hour ago, so no maggots. Still kind of warm. That's a breakfast buffet if I've ever heard of one. He's got to get. And he down talks there. about it. He's like, he's like, it feels bad, like as a hawk to go for roadkill. Like the the hawk even is like, no, no, no. It happens sometimes, usually for older and weaker hawks who can't like hunt stuff. Yeah, the old hawks, before they put them on the icebergs, they eat the, they eat the easy <laughs> meals. The easy meals. So he's starting to feel pretty weak at this point from hunger because he hasn't eaten much in, like, days. 
And um, and he kind of even has this moment in himself where he's like, I could. I could morph into human, go get I, I was, food. I was about like, to ask that. Can he just go to the school and just get a lunch for himself? I mean, he, he could. Maybe not the school, because he hasn't been to school in months and months and months. <laughs> That's <laughs> why they have, to, they have to feed you. If you show up after months and months, they need to talk to you. But anyway, he lands at the roadkill raccoon. He starts to eat it, and then he hears, like... From behind him, Tobias, and he turns around, and it's Rachel, who's, like, going to school, and, like, sees him, and he doesn't say anything, and he gets really embarrassed, and he flies off, and he's like, maybe she'll think it's another hawk, but I doubt it, you know? Like... <laughs> and he's kind of still hungry, right? Like oh, he didn't yeah. get his he, fill. He, he got like one or two bites as he flew away. He's like, I had a piece of its liver in my mouth, and I ate it. Like you know, Ugh. like yeah, that's not enough. You got to break your fast more than that. Mm-hmm. Couple days later, Jake he uh, Tobias checks in with Jake to see if like, hey, is anything going on? And Jake is like, No, we're all kind of resting, taking a break after all that David bullshit. Yeah, yeah, David's still <laughs> everyone's Everybody's a little fried after all of that. So no, not really, but Rachel wants to talk to you. Oh, and she wants to know, like, why are you eating roadkill? Uh, and Jake's like, Rachel wants to talk to you and says it's important. You should go see Rachel. So okay. Tobias goes to Rachel's house that night, um, and she left her window open, as she often does in case Tobias wants to come by. Does she say more fuming? I want to talk to I want to look at you in your eyes. <laughs> no, but he lands, <laughs> he lands and is like, he starts kind of with like a, hey, about the other day... Uh, oh, I'm not she, here to talk. She's like, I'm not here to talk about that. Exactly right. She doesn't even mention it. She just interrupts and goes straight into what she has to say, which is that um, someone is looking for you. This is just like Doctor Strange, David. This is just like the new Doctor Strange movie. <laughs> I just she, saw it. She wants to talk about Wachovia or whatever that town is, right? Whatever that small town Sokovia. is. Wachovia. Thank you. And Doctor Strange is like, I'm not here to talk about that shit. I'm on my own adventure. This is my movie. Yeah, although she was referencing the town that she, from WandaVision, in that yeah. conversation, not Sokovia. But anyway, don't worry, it doesn't matter. Just, well, I just now, saw this movie like three days ago. Right, and now <laughs> she's refer- She's not here to reference the roadkill incident. Right, uh, and that's true. She she immediately like interrupts. She's like, hey, about the other day, and she's like, no, so, uh, hey, someone is looking for you. Like, you, Tobias, the person. Um, A police officer? Uh, some Government lawyer. So- social some worker. lawyer representing... Okay. Tobias's father. Now, if you remember, Tobias's parents were not a part of the picture when he was a kid. He was being shuffled back and forth often between his aunt and his uncle, who live on, like, opposite sides of the country. And so he's just kind of this outsider kid because nobody wanted him. Right? Yeah. So a lawyer representing Tobias's father and some woman named Aria who claims that she is Tobias's cousin. Okay, so they're trying to get a hold of him. Does the world not know? Do they think he's alive? So most people. So we'll get to that. Um, but but yes, like like uncle who he was staying with assumes that he is now back with aunt. Aunt assumes he's still with uncle. School doesn't care or know. Like you know, like like nobody. School and no one's calling their houses and saying Tobias isn't here. Later we will get because. Okay, so I'm gonna get to this right now. Then. Uh, so all of this is secondhand information. Um, that Rachel has come by because she overheard, and, and this is the important part of who she heard this through. She overheard Bisser three Vice Principal Chapman, known the, controller, Vice known Principal controller, Chapman, known piece of shit, asking his daughter and her friend Melissa if she knew anything about this Tobias kid. And she's like, "No, not really." Hasn't because been to school this in a really lawyer long time. is looking for him, and hey, we called the uncle, and he says that 
he is she he's just with the aunt but the aunt says she's not so we don't know where Tobias is so, so okay so the yeah. ruse has just been found out yes. right now 23 yes, and books no one in. Uh, and then I have stuff to read uh, all right uh, so this is between Rachel and Tobias right uh, so look I know where this lawyer is staying Rachel said Jake says we are all available to help check this out it has to be a trap I said my father's lawyer doesn't make any sense when my mom disappeared and my dad died there wasn't any will or anything I don't know what to tell you, Rachel said. My father's lawyer and some woman named Arya, who's supposedly my cousin, it's a trap. Someone has figured out who I am. Rachel nodded, but not like she completely agreed. Maybe, probably, but I guess this woman has been in Africa all this time. She just got back and found out that no one knew where you were. Uh, she's a she's a, a wildlife photographer. The, this is exactly how Mean Girls starts. Continue. She's a wildlife photographer who's been in Africa for a while. Okay. Um, uh, she just got back and found out that no one knew where you were. I guess she contacted this lawyer of your dad's. She told him and Chapman that she wanted to take you in. Take me in. Give you a home, Tobias. A home. Oh, he hasn't had... I mean, he does have a home now. His whole life, no one's wanted him, even. But now and someone, now someone is him. literally being like, I want him. And uh, to, to flash forward, if someone's going to understand a bird guy, this person is going <laughs> to understand the needs of this guy. She absolutely <laughs> understands the predatory needs that this hawk needs to survive. <laughs> so the group goes to this lawyer's office, um, which is in a little strip mall with, like, a laundromat and a convenience store and shit, like, I guarantee you there's a Dairy Queen in there as well. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Uh, but there's nowhere good to hide any of their like big morphs. So like everyone else is going as like backup, but they can't be like, oh, I'm gonna be a tiger hiding around the corner. Like there's nowhere to for a fucking tiger to hide. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so they're all kind of around, but in human morph. Tobias morphs to human uh, in like a little tiny alleyway behind the thing, and then they had like uh, clothes in a bag there for him. Just that about Rachel to fucking out. ask you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So does he look like a hobo kid walking? No, no, in, no. Like, things that are all too. He's big? actually well dressed because Rachel picked out the clothes to put in the bag. Yeah, she's got that good mall fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's nervous um, because as he's going in, he's like, obviously this is probably a trap. We're all assuming this is a trap. But then in the back of his mind, he's like, what if it's not a trap? Like, what if this is actually a thing that I have to think about and, you know? Also, I have a question for you, and I apologize that I didn't ask you this yeah. in, at another time. Does the human body age, or mm. is he always going to be stuck as a 12-year-old because that is the person he acquired it from in the psychic, in the, in yeah, the weird Yeah, I see what you're saying. Unclear. Okay, okay. Because I was, I was about to ask, like, this all makes sense. It's only been months. But, yeah. like, in five years, are they all going to be, like, 19 and he's going to still look like a 12-year-old? Here's, here's, without knowing the answer to this, here's he, what I'll say. He stays a 12-year-old. The Elemist is using crazy magic. So, however they continue aging, so does his human morph. Okay, okay. I, I, I don't know if that's true, but that's how I would justify it. Okay. Uh, uh, just so that that doesn't get weird and confusing. <laughs> Especially because there's like a, a weird little, not weird, but like a, a kind of mellow little romance between Rachel and Tobias, right? Like, there are, kind of always has been. They kind of have been crushing on each other, but one's a hawk and one's a girl. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he was a hawker boy. I was a regular girl. I mean, why do you think that Rachel always leaves her window open for him? And it's like always the one that's like, Tobias, you could be I human again. You didn't know, like, know. I didn't follow this line of thinking. I just thought that because she was a good person. Like, well, she, she is a want... good person, but like, no, they, they've always 
had like since like day one like had a little like oh like i kind of like you we kind of like and he can and he can watch her from even further away because he's got technically can but he uh, there's actually a point in this book where we'll get to it but they're like looking through the window at someone and tobias like looks away because or can't see it but then like tries not to see it because apparently she's changing and 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 she's like you're not you never like peeping tom he's like no i never peeping tom like what the hell like like so we we actually had that conversation and According to Tobias, he never does that. So there you go. Um, all right. I so guess I believe him. He's he's a, he's a good kid. Uh, so so he's nervous. What if this isn't a trap? What would that even mean? Oh my god! I don't even want to think about it. He goes in. The lawyer's name. It, okay. So here's how it's spelled: D E G R O O T, like Degroot. Degroot. Okay. But the secretary immediately corrects him and says it's pronounced Degroot, like boat. <laughs> But it's spelled okay. with two O's. All right, whatever. Okay. Just, that's, a, that's a detail that they put in the book. Yeah, uh, that's So the, fine. Se- the secretary lets him into the lawyer's office. Um, and the first thing he notices is like, oh, this lawyer is like younger than I pictured. Like, for some reason, I thought he would be like an older guy. And he's like, in his, like he's like 25, 30 years old. That right? speaks of controller to me, but continue. Um, so then let me read this to you. Like the aliens don't know what age a lawyer should be. So they're like, give it to that kid. And he's like, hi there, fellas. Here's the thing. I represent your father's estate. My father is dead. Tobias, he leaned across his desk. Your father, that father, the man who died, that may not have been your real father. Oh, shit, it's like Jerry Springer! What? I have a document. It's a strange situation. Very strange. Look, Tobias, I'm going to level with you. My father used to run this office. He's dead, too. He left this document along with the rest of his client's papers, but on this, he wrote me very specific instructions. Very specific. On the date of your next birthday, your father's last statement was to be read to you, if at all humanly possible. Or hockley possible. (laughs) (laughs) Human hockley possible. I didn't know what to say. If this was a trap, it was a weird one. (laughs) Are you okay? You don't seem surprised. No, I didn't, I realized with a start. I had forgotten to make facial expressions. It was something I didn't do as a hawk. <laughs> yeah, does he do, like, hawk things? Does he keep, he like... Just, he straight up has, like, a straight face this whole time because he, like, forgets to expressively react. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he says, I am surprised, I said. I twisted my face into what I hoped was an expression of surprise. But it occurred to me, it occurred to me that I was facing a new problem. He'd said he'd read the document on my next birthday. When was my birthday? I couldn't exactly ask him. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. He can't remember when his birthday is. He's been all, He hasn't thought about human stuff in so long. He doesn't even know his birthday. Yeah. Um, uh, so he gets told of this Aria woman by the lawyer. Um, she's an acclaimed nature photographer and has been on long assignment in Africa and has only just learned of the situation. And she is staying at, quote, the Hyatt downtown. I'm telling you, this is San Diego. <laughs> uh, is, is, is this the same Hyatt that they ruined by the ocean? No. Oh, okay. Let's For the World no. Conference? Okay, oh, no, no, no. That was, oh, that might have, I think, I don't remember if we said what, that was the Hilton or the Marriott or oh, something okay. like that. Okay, might have been, the Hilton sounds about right. And you're talking about the Hyatt by the convention center where yes. you would go to Comic-Con. Exactly that's right. You would exactly go there right. and then walk down and then you'd yeah, go yeah. walk over there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Tobias leaves. He still doesn't know when his birthday is. Like, even when he's leaving, he's like, right, uh, so you said you were going to read this statement when? And the lawyer's like, oh, on your birthday. And he's like, 
Right, okay, got it. <laughs> His birthday has got to be coming up soon. Also, one of the friends has got to remember, right? Like, you would know. I mean, you don't remember you don't my birthday. Know. Remember that? All, all friends don't remember birthdays. Sometimes they completely forget it. It's totally fine. We don't have to talk about it. But usually friends remember it. Do they know? No, because if you remember, back when they became the Animorphs, Tobias was sort of still an outsider. Like, he knew Jake because Jake had protected him once from bullies. Right. right. And he linked up with these kids to walk home from the mall that night just because he, he saw Jake at the mall and then they were all leaving. But, like, he didn't really, like, everyone else he just was sort of, like, at best acquaintances with before that. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And since, he hasn't really had a chance to talk about his birthday because he's been a hawk pretty much since the two days after time. that. Yeah. So, uh, Tobias leaves. Uh, he gives the all-clear signal, which was to go into the convenience store and, like pick up a mounds bar like he's gonna thinking about buying it and then put it back uh, right that's the signal and the, the the signal for something's wrong is for him to like go into the convenience store and like pick up a soda or something like that i found out on my family vacation that sierra's mom had a word that oh. meant sierra was in big fucking trouble and chill the fuck out or there would be problems if she said this word what are your three guesses on the word Oh, man. I, I don't know uh, Sierra's mom well enough to, like, kind of try to guess. So Guess it. I'll give you, I'll give it, you hints. It's going to be, like, it's going to be, like, something like broccoli. Like, you know. Not like, broccoli. Like, it has something to do with the Muppets. Oh. Uh, Miss Piggy? It had, nope. It has something to do with Sesame Street. Oh. Uh, Os Oscar the Grouch? Oh, so close. It was Big Bird. Big Bird. <laughs> And now I told Sierra, I said, that's our new word. If I ever say Bin Bird to you, that means, like, we got to get the fuck out of here. Like, I didn't, know you had a, <laughs> I didn't know you had a panic room trigger word for our lives, but we've introduced that to our relationship. It started as a bit back in the day, but I used to have a um, <laughs> an old roommate and I were watching, like, 24 or something like that. Yeah. And, and, like, a character was, like, captured by the terrorists, but was, like, forced to make a phone call to, like, their loved ones to be like, hey, I'm over at so-and-so's house. I'm not missing you know what i mean yeah um and so we were like we need a code where if that ever is happening to us we can say this that the person won't catch on but we're saying i've been kidnapped right and our code was um don't forget to feed the fish that's pretty good because we just we just then decided we would never have fish in the house and then it would that would be our deal and then we uh, got I another roommate at one point and we told them about it and we were like we know this is kind of a bit, but also don't ruin it by making it a bit. Because if you don't, if you boy you cried wolf this one time, then yeah. it's broken. And two months later, that guy fucking did it. He texted us all while he was out. Don't forget to feed the fish. And we were like, God damn it, you know this guy. Uh, I, I'm gonna bleep it, but it was who did that. Oh, that <laughs> son of a bitch. You can't have nothing is precious to him. He's chaotic, I know. neutral I know. at He's, best. Oh, uh, at best. At uh, best. <laughs> All right. Um, so he gives the all clear signal. Jake in bird form, who's like keeping watch, is like, I think you're being followed. So he like cuts across the street into a Applebee's uh, and then cuts back down the hallway towards the bathroom, but then into the kitchen instead of the bathroom and then out through the back and then into the woods. And then and then he like hides in like one of those outdoor bathroom like things where it's kind of like the top is open. But like, you know, um, homeless man, homeless man, poop deposit places. Sure, I know sure. exactly what those are. So he goes in one of there and then and then he waits for Cassie to be like, you're all clear. And then he morphs into Hawk and he flies, flies out. 
he does not then go meet up with the others, as was the plan. The plan is like, great, then we all meet up and you talk about what happened. But he's kind he has of to all go in his head. hide in the woods. He's all well, he's all in his head, and he's like, I don't want to fucking deal with this and talk about this right now. So he kind of flies off. Well, I actually, yeah, so I have more to read. A lot of this book is going to be very like Tobias books are kind of dealing with the who am I question, what am I question. I didn't want to have to sit down and explain it all to them. I guess, too, I didn't want to have to deal with Cassie's hopefulness and Rachel's concern and Marco's abrasive skepticism. Uh, I didn't want it all analyzed and picked apart. I knew the routine. Cassie would make me go over everything, word by word, gesture by gesture, expression by expression. Cassie has an amazing talent for understanding other people and their motives. She would want to understand all she could about DeGroat. Marco would be different. He'd be, he would barely listen before he started zeroing in on all the problems and inconsistencies. Rachel would pace restlessly, angrily, looking for some way to make me safe, looking for some action to take. Jake would wait and listen calmly and judge. I didn't want my friends thinking for me. I didn't want them to decide what I felt. I wanted to do it alone. This was mine, my problem, my hope, my choice. Tobias is pro-choice. I also like the way that they describe that in that Everyone approaches this differently. Well, but that they're going to try to solve the problem. And Mm -hmm. Tobias has to think, do I want someone to care about me? How do I feel about this before we address it as a problem? Right. Right. Like, Like, as right. Like, besides the fact that I'm a bird boy in the woods all the time, if I was a human, what would I think about that? Exactly. That's very interesting. Yeah. Um, So he flies off to clear his head. The others let him go. He can see that, like, Jake in Bird Morph and, like, Cassie in Bird Morph, they can clearly see him. We're all birds of prey here. Like, we know we can see each other. Uh, but they, they seem to, like, kind of let him fly off. They don't come after him. They don't, like, whatever. Uh, so he flies off to the hork Valley, where all the free hork are. And they're, and of course, they're picking fruit and making baskets. Kind of. Uh, but he gets there, and he's like, last time I flew here, they were all, like, surprised to see me. This time, when he got there, there was, like, a group of, like, 20, like, waiting around, like, kind of expectantly for him. Um, and he, uh, uh, he sees Toby, if you remember, the, the child hork that is the child of, of, uh, was it Dara? The lady and the guy from the space. Yeah, Dara Hami, and, well, the, he, so, the, uh, was it Dara Hami, or Jara Hami and Ket Halpak, I think are their names, um, are the... One of them is the descendant of the person from the hork Chronicles, who was right, known who, as, who was known as a seer. into a hork and stayed a hork Right, and then there was the hork that was that she stayed with, which was um, uh, Dak Hami, who was a seer, if you remember. In hork every, like, 100,000 hork there's a oh, seer. Oh, the little kid's a that's seer. That's actually very smart. And Toby, who was named after Tobias, is a seer who is actually very smart, as opposed to your normal kind of dumb hork Jesus um, Christ, I can't believe that all lives in your brain. Yes, man. now I know. Tell me more. <laughs> we all heard it. I told you the story. Um, so they tell him that, hey, we were kind of expecting you because we need you. And you tend to show up when we are in need of you. Whatever the fuck that, like, that's some psychic shit. Like, oh, okay. I, <laughs> that's um, that's some destiny stuff. Uh, and Tobias is informed that another hork bajir child, Beck, is missing. Feared captured. Feared captured? Feared. They, they fear that he oh, is captured. Oh, okay. I thought an entity known as fear came there. Okay, they're The fear that... captured him. Uh, oh, okay. No, uh, they oh, fear no. that he has been captured. He's been missing since yesterday. He would not know how to get back to this valley if he were he's taken a, outside. Because he's a baby Beck. 
also, maybe back, and it's kind of magically hard to find because of the Elemist. Like my magic. neighbor went on a real life date with the real life man Beck. Oh, how'd uh, that go? Went great. Was with him all night long chatting. He, she said he never. She he never made a move. Yeah, it was very cordial. They talked like they had good conversations, but he never made a move. And she was mm. like, "Okay, I'm gonna go home now." And he's like, "Cool." And then that was the that was the only time and then they were never spoken again. Nope, yeah. never spoken again. <laughs> Great. Um, okay. Uh, so the Beck wouldn't know how to get back, but he finds out that the other Hork-Bajir, they're like, oh, but we would know how to get back. And Tobias is like, wait, you guys leave the valley? And they're like, yeah, how else would we be freeing other Hork-Bajir? And, and Tobias right. is like, and oh, I kind like... of assumed the Elemist was just like doing that kind of on the side, you know? No, Elemist doesn't give a shit about that stuff. Kind of right. Uh, so, so apparently they sneak out at night. And make raids on places that they know Hork-Bajirs are. <laughs> That's terrifying. That's Fucking terrifying. Right? These That's... like six, seven foot tall lizard blade covered guys who are now like awakened to the idea of like war and battle and all, <laughs> all of this stuff. And also tasted freedom again. Freedom, David. Yeah. And Tobias is like, wait, so you guys attack like what? The Yerk pools? And, and they're like, no. A secret facility that... Is like on the other side of this valley that like you guys don't even know about that we know Hork-Bajir are there and they're like building something but we're like we're, we're raiding there and and they don't want to tell the Animorphs where it is. Yeah, because it's because if they because the Animorphs go places and fuck shit up, you know what and I mean? That they, is that is almost they're like if we tell you, you'll attack it. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and the kids like, and the kids could promise up and down every place they've gone, a laser battle has ensued. Uh, so I'll read this to you. Uh, this is the conversation between Toby and Tobias. But the place where we liberate the Hork-Bajir is a secret Yurk facility that is being built, not in your city, in the human town beyond the far end of this valley. Tobias, it is very important for us to continue freeing our brothers and sisters. We are few. We must become many to fight the Yurks. Also, she let it hang there. Unbelievable. I said, you seers really are a different breed, aren't you? You're looking for the day when the Yerks leave, aren't you? You need enough numbers so that the humans don't just slap you all in a zoo. Toby looked proud. The Hork-Bajir trusted Andalites to save us from the Yerks. The Andalites failed. The Andalites took care of their own. We must do the same. We are grateful to the humans called Animorphs. But do you say that we should trust all humans? Uh, do not <laughs> trust all humans! Well, she had me there. It was way too easy to see a day when the Yurks were defeated and these hork were left behind on Earth. What would happen to them? The humans didn't exactly have an unblemished record of tolerance for different races. After all, before this valley had belonged to the hork it had probably uh, been inhabited by Native Americans. Cut to a TV, cut to a, like, a Simpsons-looking TV, and we just see the Hork-Bajir, like, on the other, like, just their faces yeah, yeah, yeah. in horror, and one of them's like, oh, we rented this movie called Schindler's List, like, just all of them <laughs> oh, in, no. in fear, like, oh my god. You're worried that if I know about the secret your construction project, my friends and I will attack it? Yes. Yes. Yes, yes yeah. absolutely. Hundred uh-huh. percent. That tracks the kids. Kids, you're, you 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 go in. You never go. You, you, all your missions start with stealth and end with explosions. So they talk about it a bit, and they agree that they will show Tobias if he promises that they won't destroy it or do anything without checking in with them first. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. That that's good rules. Uh, the next morning in the meadow, again, he's back in his meadow. He is very hungry still. And that son of a bitch is over there looking at him. Correct. He tries again, and the fucking mind swap thing happens again. Ooh. 
Is the other bird messing with and him? And he fucks up he... his breakfast. Yeah. Um, so then he goes to the group meeting with the group, and he tells them everything that happened at the meeting. He tells them everything with the Hork-Bajir, uh, all of the stuff that happened in the past day, right? Did he the, tell them the about the flip-flops? Office? The flip-flops and that he need the flip-flop of the consciousness and he needs to eat something? No. No, he's okay. not told them about that. Just about the uh, the, the lawyers meeting uh, and the meeting with the hork uh, Which also means that he, uh, this bird boy, has come to a conclusion on what he wants to happen. Well, at the very least, he's like, everyone needs to know now. Like, I've okay. give, I, I flew away for a day, and now I need to come back, and there's stuff that everyone needs to know. Okay. So he comes back, and here's the plan. Uh, because they, they're like, well, we need to deal with both of these things now, right? So Marco and Axe are in charge of, like, searching the internet and news for anything that might be related to Beck, this child hork Maybe he got caught by uh, someone. Maybe someone, like, found him and thought that he was some deformed kid and brought him to a hospital. Like, who knows? It's just them clicking refresh on the San Diego Tribune website. (laughs) Like, the one website just refreshing it to see what comes up. Jake and Cassie are going to go to the Hork-Bajir Valley and the woods around it, morph into wolves, and see if they can pick up his scent and search for him. Yep, good Tobias good and stuff. Rachel are in charge of watching Cousin Aria and or Lawyer DeGroote to see what their deal is and if they're controllers and all that kind of stuff. Sure. So Tobias and Rachel are birds. They fly off to the hotel because Tobias is like, oh, I've kind of been watching DeGroote a little bit. Nothing super crazy yet to report. So she's like, great, let's go see this cousin person. Uh, Tobias had called the hotel earlier and gotten her room number somehow, um, which is just terrible security on the part of the Hyatt. (laughs) (laughs) Just lined up a wazoo and got all the information. Um, On the way, Rachel does get him to kind of mostly open up about the other hawk. Like that's moving in on his territory and how, how he's hungry and stuff. But he does not mention the mind swap stuff. Okay. They get there, they find her window, she's like 25 or 30, got camera equipment in the room, dark hair pulled back into a ponytail. Um, Tobias kind of zones out, he's in his head about like the idea of family and what that would mean and what he wants and all that stuff. Uh, he does a montage in his head of them doing things like her pushing him on a swing, but it's still in the bird form. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is where they kind of have the conversation where like there's a glare on the window so Tobias couldn't see her at first and Rachel's like, oh, that's probably, I can see her because I'm a bald eagle with eyes that can see through, like, water, so I can see a little better than you, and it's good that you can't see her right now because she's changing. And he's like, oh, well, let me know when she's not, or, like, whatever, you know. Um, And that's where they have the whole I don't beeping Tom conversation. Uh, So she gets a phone call, um, uh, seems to, like, kind of, like, oh, get excited or, like, pep up, um, and then gets up to leave, checks her hair and stuff in the mirror before she goes, and then leaves, gets in a cab. And Tobias is like, oh, fuck. Like, it's going to be hard to keep up with a cab because, like, as birds, we can't really fly in a straight line. We have to kind of, like, find the thermal pockets of air and kind of make our way. So, like, a car going fast enough could get away from us. So they see a cop car heading in the same direction, and Tobias is like, this is crazy, but follow my lead. And they dive down and they latch onto the bars between the, the lights. They're and doing they have to car like, surfing. And they have to keep their wings kind of like out a little bit. So they're like on a bald eagle and a red tail hog on a cop car, like surfing <laughs> while holding on. But then the lights turn on in the car and the car speeds up because it got a call to go somewhere. And so now they're going too fast to really like let go super safely. And they're kind of by the airport. 
Oh they're no! About, they're about to overtake the cab and lose it. So Tobias is like, "Okay, we got to do something." And there's a, there's a helicopter flying kind of overhead, of and so course. he's like, he's like, "Okay, let's try." And he like lets go and like swoops himself up and turns upside down and does a crazy, super impressive like grab on to the 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 underside of the helicopter. Rachel tries but fucks up because she's not as good of a bird. Yeah. And so she's like, "Okay, bye." And Tobias is like, "I'll see you later." And then Rachel's like, "Oh, not that much later," because it turns out the cab she was getting in was just stopping right over there. So we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's literally like, oh, he did this really cool thing, but actually for nothing. <laughs> he did a 360 no scope and no one was for there sure, to give him for props because sure. it didn't matter. Um, so they find themselves at sort of a shitty roadside zoo thing called Frank's Safari Land. We're going to get a uh, new animal. Frank's Safari Land and Putt-Putt Golf uh, <laughs> is the full name. Um, and there's a sign outside that says, all new, deadly, I'm going to put it in brackets here, M word. Uh, deadly M-word freak, the living razor. And they're like, well, that could, oh, no! that could only be a child hork right? Like, yeah. <laughs> so he, Tobias swoops down and steals the front gate guy, the guy who's, like, watching the front gate, steals his toupee and, like, leads him off <laughs> so that Rachel can, like, demorph hey, to human. Hey, you bird, come back yeah, here! Yeah, so that they could demorph to human and just walk in. Yeah. Um, uh, it's a really sad little zoo if you want to call it that but like they're you know kind of mangy dirty animals and cages too small for them that clearly don't look happy like that oh, kind of stuff sad um, day they find a small so- and, and, and at first they're like oh don't tell cassie about this place because like she's She'll just burn gonna it go to the ground. she's gonna go like eco warrior and then they kind of keep looking through and, and rachel's like you know what let's tell cassie about this place she'll get she'll get jake to let us come and tear this place to the ground you know <laughs> yeah um, so they find a small side room, Aria, cousin Aria, and a man is in there, along with a young hork in a small cage. Mm. And the guy is telling her, hey, if you want to take pictures, the, you gotta pay, like, blah, 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 like, I, I got someone from the newspaper coming, and I'm not gonna give you free pictures of the, you know. Um, she, uh, seems surprised that, like, oh, the newspaper's gonna come, like, this is gonna get all over the place. Um, and he's like, yeah, you know what this is? And she's like, no, I've never seen anything like this before. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, and then she's like, but also, you need to take ca- better care of your animals in here. This place sucks. Like, you know. What animal does he think it is? Does he think it's an alien? They don't know. He, okay, he's like, and she know. even says like, you could honestly probably get away with calling it an alien, and no one would be able to like right. tell you it's not. You know, um, so she leaves, and a black limo pulls up for her, and then she gets in and leaves. So the plan is a rescue. Where'd she get the limo from? I don't know. Maybe she is in from town on a thing. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, okay. So the plan is a rescue, assuming it's a trap, right? Uh, yes. So group A is going to go in, group B is going to be on reserve, group A is going to be Tobias, Rachel, and Jake, group B on reserve is going to be Marco, Cassie, and Axe. Uh, And they're just going to open every cage as they go along, right? Like, they got to wreck this place. Um, So they're in, like, the barn, like, talking about this plan, and I have a fun little scene between them, just for a bit. Uh, Then followed, so they've, like, come up with the plan, here's the plan. Then followed one of the more bizarre parts of Animorph life. Jake, Rachel, Cassie, and Marco all sat down in the hay of the barn, whipped out their backpacks, and pulled out books and notebooks. Homework. I guess when you're fully human as a kid, there's no escaping homework. Axe looked over at Cassie's shoulder at her science textbook. But that's not true, he kept muttering. That's not at all how gravity works. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love that shit. Um, so everybody flies to the place. The plan is that Jake as a human is going to go in some, and shut off the power. Yeah, go turn off the power like Batman. Rachel as an elephant will knock down the wall. 
and Tobias, as a Hork-Bajir, will run in and grab the kid, and they'll all vamoose. My baby! My baby! Uh, so, the lights go out, Rachel busts the wall down, people who are, like, in the place start running around, um... Tobias makes his way to the cage and sees that there are three humans there as well. Two with handguns and one with a draken beam. It was a trap. Uh, they seem to also be going for the cage. Mm. Uh, so the the, uh, the draken beam is raised and then right before he fires, a wolf jumps out from the shadows and like tackles him to the ground. And it's Cassie. The fight starts... Uh, Tobias is trying to like fumble with the lock but he's got big hork fingers and Marco as a gorilla runs in and is like here you gotta use some finesse and just rips the cage of the door off <laughs> uh, Tobias grabs Beck's hand and Beck is like what Ket Hellpack? Because that's the, the hork that Tobias is morphing right? Yeah, uh, the, 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 and that, that kid guy. would recognize yeah. it from its tribe so uh, Tobias is like yes it's me Ket Hellpack uh, and they start to run Chaos ensues, people are shooting, he can't see much because the lights are all off, so just in like the muzzle flashes of shit is their light, yeah. and then he feels, he gets shot in the stomach, and he like stumbles out through the wall with the kid right into Visser 3, barely dodges the, the tail blade, um, uh, but sees that Visser 3 wasn't really focusing on attacking with the tail blade because he's in the middle of morphing, um, and What's he, he morphs into? into a creature called a Koftid. What's this Danny Kaufman? What does it do? <laughs> uh, ba, 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 ba. Oh, uh, Visser 3 also recognizes Ket Halpak because Ket Halpak, the hork escaped from Visser 3. And which, of, of course, probably infuriates him even more to think that yeah, that's he's like, happening he's like, ah, right Ket now. Halpak, I believe. Well, yeah. we'll have you again soon. Like that kind of shit. Uh, the Visser's andalite head narrowed and stretched forward until it looked like the head of a seahorse. You know, with that rigid tubular mouth. His neck elongated, two leathery wings that could not possibly have allowed him to fly grew just behind his head. His four-legged body mutated, growing a fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth leg. The tail disappeared altogether, and where there had been blue fur highlighted with tan, there was now a green, slimy, frog-like skin. Uh, a liquid, the color of antifreeze, squirted from the monster's pouting mouth. It missed me my, by millimeters and hit a fallen two-by-four. Acid. Acid. Yeah. In seconds, the wood was smoking and disintegrating from the corrosion of the greenish-yellow acid. Ugh. Acid on some crazy bird monster? Terrifying. Tobias fake surrenders. Like, he's like, okay, because this three's like, surrender or whatever. And he's like, okay, yeah. And, like, kneels down to surrender. And then as the Visser starts to pass him to run at the other Animorphs, he, whoosh, with his with his arm blade, and cuts off three of the eight legs. Yeah, take that, bitch! So as he's falling, because he now can't support his body, though, he turns and shoots acid directly at Beck, the child ah! with this year. It burns him! It's going to scar him! Tobias' body blocks it. Ooh, Tobias takes the damage. Runs in front, lets it hit his back. Um, And uh, he, like, immediately felt the pain and, like, couldn't think because the pain was so severe um, that he then dove into the lake. There's, like, a little lake of, like, like the the gator pit or whatever, the little, like, pond. So he dives in there, and when he surfaces again, Visser 3 and Beck are nowhere to be seen. And Rachel comes by and is like, the cops are coming, the Yerks are bailing, we gotta bail too. We gotta bail. The next morning in the meadow, in his meadow, he is super hard on himself. He's blaming himself and his stupid human side for caring about the pain. If I wasn't at all human, I wouldn't have fucking cared. I would have just done what needed to be done, you know? Sure. Um, And he's so 
so hungry. <laughs> the other hawk shows up, floating above the rabbit hole. He starts to wonder if he can just choose not to live like a hawk anymore, maybe, is the answer here. Um, Axe comes by, they talk, and kind of like jostles him out of his in-my-head sort of spiraling thought process. And they talk a bit about how Axe is like, oh, I noticed another of your species here. Like, is there not enough food? And he's like, yeah, no, not really. There's like not enough food and too many predators kind of thing. Um, but then uh, Axe suggests that they go check out Ari again um, and see, like, what's up with her. Um, and essentially, he's like, why? Like, aren't we supposed to be looking for this hork kid? And Axe is like, well, last time you followed the hork or last time you followed Arya, you found the hork kid. Yeah. And Tobias is like, I, I guess. Okay. Um, I wonder if this lady is actually that other hawk, because the other hawk only showed up when she showed up, David. <laughs> uh, and then, and then uh, Tobias says, like, okay, that'll give me something to do anyway. I took a last look at my opponent. Go ahead, I said to him. Go ahead and take the stupid meadow. He's got to kill that other hawk. He just has to have a hawk battle. Um, they spend the day watching her. Nothing really that weird. She'd kind of go out from the hotel for a bit, a couple hours um to eat or go to a photo gallery or something go back to the hotel every couple hours kind of freshen up maybe go back out um the curtains were open the whole time so like they could like look into the window and like it wasn't like they didn't know what she was doing in there she's there wasn't any shenanigans she did only hotel things the only time they couldn't really see her is when she'd go into the bathroom and axe is like what's in there and he's like you know like toilets like bathroom stuff and he's like oh there are not like bathrooms elsewhere in the hotel and he's like well there are but like women might feel differently about using a public bathroom all the time. Like, sure. you know, like, you know. Um, what you're saying is she's addicted to cocaine is what you're saying. <laughs> she does cocaine in the bathroom. So she heads out again kind of in the afternoon. And as she's, like, walking along the street, a little girl, also on the street, like, with her mom, um, breaks away from her mom and runs into the street as a bus is coming. And Aria, cousin Aria, like, sees this happen and runs and, like, like tackle dive saves the kid from this bus that's coming. Uh... And uh, they, and that is noticeable. That's, <laughs> to, an am- to... that's an amazing thing that she did for a stranger. Right. And for a human, right? And so they're trying to figure out if this is a like, controller or not. And so Tobias is like, oh, she just saved that little girl's life. Yes, and she could have easily have been killed, said Axe. Oh my god, I said slowly, amazed. She really is human. No controller would have ever done that. No, Axe agreed. That makes it very clear that Arya is not acting as a controller would. Very clear. Great. So they have now vetted her. She's a good person. Tobias can meet her if he wants to. Something in Axe's choice of words bothered me, but I forgot about it in the rush of emotions that followed. I'd been assuming this was all a trap. I'd assumed Arya was a controller, but she wasn't. She was what she said she was. A human woman looking for her long-lost cousin Tobias. My last excuse for remaining a hawk, for refusing to become human again, was lost. Now I could have a home. Now I could have a family. True. All of it true. I could have a home like a human being. A home. I would not kill my breakfast. I would not eat roadkill. I would sleep in a bed. And Rachel would look at me without having to hide the pity in her eyes. Uh, I, <laughs> even with this option, I don't think I don't think Tobias can do it. I think Tobias is sold on hawk life. He loves it. I mean, one thing about is it is like flying. Like he could never not be able to fly, I think. Right. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, He goes to Rachel's house that night. Rachel fills him in on the meeting because he kind of like skipped out on the group meeting after all of this. Uh, The group is going tomorrow to this secret facility. They figure the Yerks will use Beck as bait for another trap. Um, They talk about Arya a bit. Rachel tells him that he has the choice to be fully human again. Like, you know, you could just morph human and then 
wait more than two hours and then this wouldn't be a question for you you know but then does he can he still be an anamorph well no so he does say like you know like well then i wouldn't have all the stuff and whatever uh they argue for a bit rachel then is like look i can see that you are starving and you're not letting any of us help you right like, you know uh, they argue over whether he's human or hawk, etc. Like, you are a human. No, I'm a hawk. Like, what am I? Like, that kind of shit. Um, and then the conversation gets here. You know what? You have to make a choice, Tobias. You can be a hawk, but you will never, ever, not in a million years, be a pure, true hawk. If you want to stay a hawk, you'll be like you are now. Confused, conflicted, torn up inside, never knowing what you really are. Or, or you can be human again. All human. You can live with the Arya woman and eat at the table and sleep in a bed. Uh, and never fly, I said. Never fly again. Never see with hawk's eyes. Never morph again. I know you guys would all be nice to me, but I'd lose all of you. I'd lose being an anamorph. You wouldn't lose me, Rachel said. For a long while, neither of us spoke. Then Rachel, in a whisper, said, What am I supposed to do, Tobias? I'm a girl. You're a bird. This is way past Romeo and Juliet, Montagues and Capulets. This isn't Kate Winslet and Leo DiCaprio coming from different social groups or whatever. It's not like you're black and I'm white like Cassie and Jake. No one but a moron cares about that. Jesus Christ! Is that an issue? No one but a moron cares about that is her next sentence. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we're not... We are not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get it. Oh boy. We are... We can't hold hands, Tobias. We can't dance. We can't go to a movie together. I... God, Rachel, don't you think I know all that? Don't you think I want to have all that? But I can't keep changing. I can't keep becoming something different. One more change, Tobias. Back to human. You'd be free of the stupid war and free of all the danger of living as a hawk. I wouldn't have to worry about you anymore. I couldn't take any more. I just couldn't. It was too much. I felt like I'd explode if I didn't get away from her. I couldn't be near to her. I couldn't. I turned and prepared to fly. Tobias, it's tomorrow, by the way. Your birthday. I had Marco hack into the school records. It's tomorrow you have to see the lawyer and Aria. Whatever happens there, whatever you decide, come and see me afterward, okay? Maybe we can have a cake with a candle. I spread my wings and flew away. Uh, what day is his birthday then? Tomorrow. I know that, but then is it, so you're saying his birthday tomorrow is July Fourth, America's birthday? I think that it is. Uh, it's either I think it's April right now in the books, and it's it's somewhere around the twenty second to the twenty fifth because he says you're it earlier, saying his remember. birthday is four twenty Hitler's birthday. <laughs> All right. Morning in the meadow. This is this is this this is we're at the climax of the book. I mean, this is it. This is he's gonna take down that other fucking. He's gonna feel the confidence, kill the animal, show that other bird who's boss. Tell me about the boss fight. He gets fed up. Can tell looking at the other hawk that like today is the day. Yeah, like like that hawk is also thinking like today is the day. You know, decided fuck this. I'll be human again. After today, one last mission. Then I'm out. He flew off, found a roadkill cat, and ate as much as he possibly could. Mm, yeah. Today is his birthday, after all, he said. Uh. <laughs> the Animorphs meet with the hork in the valley and the, ask... The, the, the cat's ear kind of looks like... Like, the way it's flattened kind of looks like a candle. Kind of looks <laughs> like a candle. The Animorphs meet with the hork in the in the valley to ask where the facility is, and Toby insists that they go uh, uh, with them, since it's probably a trap. And the animals are like, no, whatever. I, I don't think that's a good idea. And and Toby is like, is like, look, 
it shouldn't just be a, a small raid. That's what they'll expect because that's what we've been doing. But if this is a full-scale attack, then we will have the surprise. Yeah, right? walking into for a trap that is obviously for a trap. sure. Um, and they're kind of, and then uh, Tobias privately says to Jake and Vospeak, like, "See, I told you, like, she is way smarter than your average Horton's year." You know, um, uh, I have in here a note that just uh, they they kind of talk about like that aspect, and they're kind of like, "Wow, Rachel would love you," because Rachel's like, "Yeah, like you get pushed, pushed back, like that is that is what they're saying here. Like we need to take the fight to them. Love that." And then Marco, <laughs> Marco quotes the Untouchables. <laughs> Of course he does. <laughs> he does like a Sean Connery impression of like, they send one of yours to the hospital, you send theirs to the morgue. You know that, yeah, that shit? Yeah, yeah. I love that movie. Uh, it's a great movie. It's a really fun movie. <laughs> they go to the facility, um, which is hidden in the forest with a hologram that looks just like forest. Yeah. Um, Axe observes that it is a ground-based weapons platform, essentially a very big Draken beam. And mm. Jake is like, is it possible that it could be pointed down? Like at the ground? And Axe is like, yeah. And they're yeah. like, okay. Uh, so the plan <laughs> is three or four hork the usual part, like, raid party size that they've been sending to this place, um, are going to go in and essentially get caught on purpose. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. But they will have passengers, and those passengers will be little bugs on these hork that are our Animorphs. Dope. Right? Uh, <laughs> where's the page? Marco has something to say about that part of the plan. Of course he does. Uh, uh, Marco groaned. We're not we're not talking fleas again, are we? I hate morphing fleas. He had good reason. Marco had come very close to being trapped in flea morph. Being trapped as a hawk is one thing, but a flea, I would rather die. Pick a bug, any bug, Rachel said with a laugh. Flea, fly, mosquito, a bug's a bug. Yeah, right, Marco muttered. I'm an ant and I get chomped in half. I'm a flea and I almost get stuck in morph. I don't have a very good track record with bugs. <laughs> I got slapped as a fly, Jake offered, like that was helpful. <laughs> In the end, after some debate, the four hork headed stealthily down towards the secret yurk facility. On board was a collection of insects, a flea, a mosquito, two cockroaches, one house fly, and a wolf spider. Marco was the spider. Yeah, he was. Yeah, <laughs> a lot more coverage there. Uh, so they get caught. That part of the plan works. Uh, they get caught. Easy. Easy mm-hmm. peasy. They get thrown in the cage with Beck, the child hork Tobias jumps to the ground um, as a flea and tells all the hork to, like, circle around him and hide him while he, like, demorphs. And he's the one to go first because he's the smallest mm-hmm. as a hawk, like, in his base form. Um, so he starts to demorph, and he sees, once he starts to get his sight back, he sees that the hork are standing in a circle to, to cover him, but they're all facing in, like, facing him in the circle. And he's like, no, 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 guys, you have to, like, face outward or it's going to look like you're looking at something. And they're like, yeah. oh, okay. And they all, like, turn, they all, like, turn around. Um, so as a hawk, he sort of like waddle walks out through the bars and yeah. without getting seen by the guards kind of goes behind a shed and then morphs into a hork and then walks up to the other hork guard and is like, Hey, they, uh, they told me they want to see you over there and like points to like the main facility. And he's like, who? And he's like, well, they, you know, and, and the guy's like, Oh shit, is Visser three here yet? Oh God. Okay. Here, I, I gotta go. You know, and Tobias is like, give me the key then I'll watch it for you. And the guy's like, okay. And hands it to him and walks <laughs> away. <laughs> Listen, 
be those that shitty stuff. That's what like Star Wars was. A bunch mm-hmm. of people really afraid of the next boss being like, "Oh my god, what do you mean?" Okay, yeah, exactly. you do it exactly. Now his yeah. So so then he goes and walks over and just starts unlocking the cage. And one of the other Hogwarts guards are like, "What what the fuck are you doing?" And Tobias turns around and just socks him in the face. And then the cage <laughs> bursts open and all the Hogwarts animals come out and overpower everyone. Of course, put, put them in the cage and tie them up. So now it will look like. They still have the captured Hork-Bajir. A bunch They're of Hork-Bajir the, exactly, inside of the cage! Exactly right. Uh, as the rest of the team is going up the road towards the weapon that's, like, going up, they're, like, hiding behind this, like, big dump truck that's, like, also going up the road so, like, they can't be seen, like, as on their way up. Tobias is flying recon as a hawk. Um, and he sees a helicopter come, like, over the trees towards the facility um, with, like, one of those bubble canopies that's, like, only big enough for, like, the pilot and one passenger. And he specifically is, like, only big enough for, like, the pilot and a human passenger. Like, a hork couldn't have even fit in that thing. And it was hard to see because of the glare off of the canopy, but he could make out the, the silhouette of a woman with a ponytail. Oh, no. And he realized, he's like, that's Arya. Fuck. How did I not see it? When we were watching her, she would go out from the hotel and literally, like, every two hours, return to the hotel and go into the bathroom where we could not see her. Is she an anamorph? Uh, he realizes that it's probably Visser 3. Oh, no! He's so mad at himself, like, so absolutely livid that, like, this is his fault, now everything is bad, everything's going poorly, that he's straight up, like falls out of the air like he's having such a like mental time that he can't even keep flying forgets to fly he falls to the ground and he's literally on the ground just screaming at himself like i want you to die tobias fuck you fuck you you're terrible i hate you like all that kind of shit like having a whole time um he then feels himself get kind of like picked up uh by like kind of clawed hands and he looks up and sees toby smart toby picking him up and is like the fight has gone badly we got to get out of here and like yep Everyone, the fight did go badly, but everyone is fine. No one was captured. They're all, they all had to leave though. The, the, they the didn't facility get to do their, remains. Yeah, they didn't get to do their fun plan where they shoot the laser yeah. into the ground and blow up the yeah. base. They're back at the bar now and he tells everyone how his supposed family is actually fucking Visser 3. Not fucking Visser 3, is Visser fucking 3. Yes, uh, understood, understood, <laughs> understood your fuck placement. Uh, but... Now it's time for the lawyer appointment, and he feels like he has to go, or they will know that he knows. Yes. Something is up, right? Um, so uh, he's still not sure why they would specifically want Tobias. Why would they be looking for Tobias? Why? 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 Don't know. Um, troops would definitely be, like, backup troops would definitely be around this lawyer's office, right? If this uh, yes, is now the yes. trap for Tobias, they're like, well, they're going to bring a bunch of their people here, especially having defended successfully the facility they just defended. Uh, much people are going to be here. This so is the, a triple. This is a triple trap book. There's been three yeah, traps yeah, so far, and they've sprung all the traps. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and so the plan is while Tobias is in the meeting by himself, because everyone else they can't like get close enough probably to, without being noticed. Everyone else is going to attack the facility again. Oh yeah, back in the woods. The last thing they'll expect is while this is happening, a reattack. You know, hundred percent. And this time we know what to expect, kind of thing. Um, so he goes. In the office, um, Arya and DeGrote are in there, and Tobias immediately can tell how DeGrote is, like, seeming to give Arya a lot of space, almost like he's afraid of her. Yeah, like there's a knife, like a tail blade being held to his neck when he's not there. 
Yeah. And there's a certain point even where she's like, she's like, just let's go. Like, let's do the thing. And he's like, okay, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. You know? Um, so Tobias is playing like tough street kid. um which he says is not too hard for him especially since he's like still very unexpressive as a kid sure um uh, and then i have for the rest of this which is not much i have kind of a lot to read you though okay um we are here today to carry out the reading of an important document document left for tobias by his father by by a man different than the man you believe to be your father i shrugged whatever aria leaned toward me aren't you interested in finding out who your real father is I laughed. Did he leave me any money? DeGroat's eyes shut up. No. I rolled my eyes. Figures. DeGroat, <laughs> DeGroat tapped the pages to straighten them. Well, then I'll just go straight into reading the document, if that's... And some little bit of Visser 3 showed through then. Read it, he, she snapped. Then, forcing a smile, said, I'm anxious to hear what this is all about. So the lawyer began to read. I had forgotten how to use facial expressions. I was used to being a hawk and not a human. And that saved my life. Whoa. Dear Tobias, he, the lawyer read. Some bl- Yeah, so he's like blank face. He's just uh-huh. like stoic during all of this. He hesitated, pulled a pair of glasses from his desk, put them on, and started again. Dear Tobias, I am your father. You never knew me, and I never knew you. I do not know what your life has been over these many years. I hope that your mother found someone else to love. I know that all memory of me has been erased from her mind. All evidence of my time on Earth has been erased. Oh, I could feel Arya staring at me. I could feel her predatory alertness. She was watching my eyes. I did not look at her. She was watching for the twitch that didn't come, for the grimace, for the worry, some emotion that would give me away. I gave her nothing. I am being given this opportunity to communicate with you by the very creature who has erased my life on Earth. He has called me back to my duty, and I cannot fail. This will all seem very strange to you, my unknown, unseen, and unmet son. But I am not one of your people. I have taken on the form of a human, but I am not human. My lungs wanted to stop breathing. My heart wanted to stop beating. I felt like suddenly everyone, everything was closing in, like Arya Visser III was breathing on my neck, and the lawyer was leaning over his desk to whisper his words right in my ear. Not human. A reaction. I needed a reaction. I rolled my eyes and said, oh man, in as sarcastic a tone as I could manage. The lawyer glanced at Mr. Three and then went on. I was in a terrible war. I did terrible things. I had to, I suppose. But I grew tired of the war, so I ran away. I went and hid among the people of Earth, among humans. And while on Earth and living as a human, I took the name Alan Fangor. Mm. The lawyer was quoting from memory now, no longer reading. His eyes were narrowed to slits as he watched me. I took the name Alan Fangor, but my true name is Elfangor Sirenyal Shamtal. Time stopped. I felt like I'd grabbed a hold of a million volt power line. Every cell in my body was tingling. Elfangor, my father. Elfangor is the Andalite that gave them their Animorph powers, oh, if we remember. I am aware of all of that. <laughs> this timeline doesn't track. And what's going to happen... Tobias gonna, is gonna go. Is gonna go. Wow, my dad's a crazy piece of shit. Thanks for telling me nothing. To walk out the door. I could not let a flicker of recognition appear. Not a movement. Not the widening of the eyes. Nothing. The lawyer had stopped. Visitor three glared at me with a woman's eyes. I shrugged. Is that it? I saw Arya's eyes dim. He, she was disappointed. The tension, the electricity, seemed to slowly seep out of the airless cube of an office. There's more. The lawyer said, drawing a delayed breath. But my true name is Elfangor Siranal Shamtal, he repeated, like he couldn't quite believe the name didn't make me jump up and run around the room. And though you will never know me and we will never meet, I wanted to make sure that you knew my disappearance from your life was not by my choice. I wanted nothing more than to live out my life, loving your mother and loving you as well. 
But we did meet Elfangor, I thought. We met as you these, lay dying. These, yeah, you... these are all, this is all lies. None of this is, these are all lies. Did you know? Did you guess? Father, did you sense that at, at, la at that last terrible moment, when I had to leave you to the murderer who now sits beside me, that I was your son? Tears. No, no, one tear and I would die. DeGroat looked annoyed now. Let down. He mumbled something, he mumbled through the last paragraph of the letter like he had somewhere else to be. But I was part of something larger than myself. I had my duty. There was a great evil I had to fight. There were lives I had to try and save, including yours and your mother's. I am from a race called Andalites. Duty is very important to us, as it is to many, many humans. I cannot say that I love you, my son, because I do not know you, at least. But know that I wanted to, to love you. Know that at least. It's signed, Elfangor Cyrenal Chantel Prince. That's a mean shit to say to somebody. Like, wouldn't you just lie and say I love you? I barked out a harsh laugh. Well, that figures, doesn't it? <laughs> what figures? The creature calling itself Arya asked. My so-called real father shows up and he's some lunatic, some idiot. Perfect. So, no money, right? No money, DeGroat confirmed. I stood up. Arya did too. You really want to take me in? Or were you just hoping to I was going to inherit something? I demanded. Mm. I do want to take you in, she said, smiling falsely. But it may have to wait a little while. You see, I was just suddenly called back to Africa to do some reshooting of... Of some lions. I laughed derisively, still the tough street kid. Great. I have a nut for a father and a fake for a cousin. I turned my back on them and walked Oof. away. Tobias, Arya said. I turned back to face her. What? I... I knew your father. We were, shall we say, on opposite sides of certain issues. But he was no fool. Suddenly, Arya Visser Three smiled. It was a faraway smile, like she was remembering something from long ago. Prince Elfangor Cyrenal Chantel was no fool, and the galaxy will not soon see his like again. I threw up my hands. Good grief, you're as crazy as he was. I walked out and closed the door behind me. I heard DeGroat say, shouldn't we take him, just to be safe, make him one of us? Arya snorted derisively. He's street trash, a waste of a yerk. Elfangor would be ashamed. His son should be a warrior, a worthy adversary, not some young fool. A pity, really. I'd been in Morph for a long time. I left the office and made it to a safe place without being followed or watched. I demorphed. I didn't think about the fact that I decided to remain a human. I demorphed to Hawk before I could be trapped. But then I morphed again, back to human. See, I wanted to cry. I wanted to cry a lot, and Hawks don't cry. Mm. So. <laughs> uh, so he still has no idea who his parents are. He's still a nobody. Um, he figured out that the only reason, he figured that the only reason that they had figured out that, um, Visser was being Arya, um, oh, he, he like, he, he kind of chalks it up to, like, luck of, like, man, it is super lucky that I happened to see Arya in that helicopter, and it's only because that she was probably being Arya and was called away to the facility quickly because they caught these hork trying to right. raid the place and was going there to, to get them. Um, he figures that the person who erased the evidence of Elfangor on Earth is most probably the Elemist. Oh, okay. Uh, and then I have just the end to read to you. How did the mission go? The uh, attack? Uh, assume it went fine. Okay. We don't have to deal with it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I swept down across the grass, silent, my wings carefully aligned. I raked my talons forward. Oh, so he's he's back in his meadow um, uh, with, like, the rabbits and shit. Um, I, I flared my tail, swung my wings forward, and dropped with perfect precision. My talons sank into the back of the rabbit's neck. Then, uh, the mama rabbit. 
Then, again, as before, I was not the hawk, but the rabbit. I was not a remorseless killer, but the victim. Not predator, but prey. In this vision, I felt the pain of my talons in my own neck. I felt the terror of death in the sky, but I held on. I had to accept what this vision was telling me, what some corner of my mind had wanted to understand. The rabbit became calm and quiet as I absorbed its DNA. I acquired the rabbit, made it part of me, then tightened my grip until the rabbit stopped squirming, until, it hearts, until its heart stopped beating. I am, after all, the predator hawk. I kill to eat, but I am also the human being. I can never take a life, not even for my own survival, without feeling. I had heard my father's message come down through the years, and now I heard the message of my own mind telling me, you are both, Tobias, hawk and human, and you always will be. You will always kill to eat, and you will always regret. It's a rotten situation, I guess, but my duty is to be what I am. A hawk, a boy, instinct, and emotion. I'll have to go through, go on walking that tightrope. I ate the mother rabbit, all I could. Then I morphed into the mother rabbit, and I shepherded the babies safely back to their den, as over our heads the other hawk flew, looking down at us for a chance to hunt and eat as I had done. Life would have been a lot easier for me if I could have been a simple, ruthless animal, if all my decisions were straightforward and if everything made sense. But that's not the way it is for human beings. I looked up at the other hawk through terrified rabbit eyes. I had become prey, this time for real, and this is what it felt like. This is what my prey saw when they felt my shadow blot out the sun, and it was good that I knew. Sorry, my brother hawk, I said to the shadow of death above me. There's nothing left for you in this meadow. These little ones are under my protection now. I killed to eat, but I didn't need to eat these little ones. These I would save. These I could pity. It was only the human thing to do. That night, I went to Rachel's room. She was asleep. She was ticked off when I woke her up, but she rolled out of bed and put on a robe and told me she'd never get any sleep with some idiot bird coming in and out at all hours. And then she showed me the cake. She lit a candle, and I blew it out by flapping my wing. Neither of us sang happy birthday, but she said it. Happy birthday, Tobias. The end. Oof. <laughs> yeah, big, big reveal in this one. Yeah, real heavy, real, mm -hmm. real, 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 real heavy mm -hmm. stuff. But I guess it's good that he will morph human more often now. That all of these things are true, and every time we get to bias, he's always been like, "What am I? Am I human? Am I hawk?" And he always gets a little closer to being like, "I'm both." Yeah. And like you know, and this time it's a really nice like, "I am both." You know? Yeah, yeah. He's gonna spend all your time as a hawk, but it's okay to turn into a human sometimes, and that's just what it is because you can't do anything about those feelings. Mm -hmm. Oh boy, what a what a big little case that was. What yeah. a big what a big little thing that was. I... It's kind of a small personal level case. The big fights and stuff were really nothing in this book, right? Yeah, and it was kind of all just about this leading up to this reveal. Mm. He's half Andalite, but technically all human because the he was morphed human when he conceived it, Tobias. Oh, okay, that's real. We don't know. I mean, we don't know as far as we can assume. Yeah. Oh, I think I think what I meant to say was like he had figured out like the whole reason that this like they had found like figured Tobias was that this lawyer who was a controller did inherit his dad's law practice while going who was not a controller while going through the documents saw the name Elfangor Cyrenal Shamtol and probably like had a fucking fit and was like wait what the fuck Visitor 3 needs to see this and then they concocted this plan wow so Tobias might be an alien spirit trapped inside of a human body he's descendant of an andalite prince also should this be true and i believe it is that would make him Axe's nephew. Wow! I was about to say there's royalty here, right? Like he probably gets a Axe's, job or Axe's something. Axe is Elfangor's brother. So yeah. Axe is Tobias's uncle. That's has he is he gonna tell the group all of this? I'm sure we'll see. 
Okay, okay. All right. Let's All go. Right. Yeah. Let's, Let's go, go to the lessons. Lessons. Baby meat is the best meat. I know that people have moral. It's it's shitty. They're tiny animals, but boy, is that some delicious tender meat. I've never had a baby rabbit, but I bet it's delicious, David. I bet it's delicious. <laughs> Uh, I wrote eat filling meals. Listen, sure. you 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 might just be nibbling all day. You gotta break your fast. You gotta you gotta put something in that's gonna nourish your body and keep you going for a little bit. Everyone's mm-hmm. body's different, but break that fast. Don't forget to eat breakfast. Uh, never talk to the cops. Shut the fuck up. There's yeah. nothing. Everything they tell you, everything you say can and will be held against you. Don't talk to the cops unless you have to get a lawyer, but don't talk to the cops. Is that what, did you think of that when they were just like running from the place and they're like, the cops are coming, we got to go? Or like, yes, I was just this early on. I was just like, don't talk to those cops. Fuck those cops. Get out of there there before the cops show up. You don't have hawk eyes. You have human eyes, but human eyes get bad. Go get your eyes checked. If you're seeing, <laughs> I didn't know I needed glasses, and I couldn't read the menu at the restaurant, and that's what the thing that my <laughs> wife was like, you should maybe go get your eyes checked. Go check your eyes so you can have hawk vision. Uh, when you meet new people, just tell them your birthday. You never know <laughs> if it's pertinent information. Lots of people are into astrology and that, whatever that bullshit is. So that might start a conversation. Maybe they'll go, oh, that's my brother's. Just tell them your birthday. It's a good piece of information. Okay. Uh, do not trust all humans. You have to establish that bridge of trust before you can just <laughs> trust them. But if it's just a person, chances are you shouldn't trust that person. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. good, good. It looks like I wrote talk, but it's take. Take videos of you doing cool shit or no one's going to believe you. Just (laughs) turn your phone on, hit that record, do your cool shit. That way there's a record of you doing it. Because, like, humans are not that trustworthy and how am I supposed to trust you? Mm -hmm. Use the shadows to your advantage. The wolf coming out of the shadows, yeah. I just feel like people don't lurk in the shadows enough. Listen, if it's shady back there, see what you can see. No one knows you're there. Just give yourself a second before you (laughs) pop out and say hello. Uh, I think this is pertinent for all of the stories that we read, but especially in this one, watch out for acid. I don't Mm -hmm. know where you're going to run into acid. I just know acid is bad and you should be careful about it. For sure. Don't do cocaine. I know it sounds appealing. I I agree with you. I don't think it's, I mean, I'm going to take a slightly different, you say what you're going to say and I'll take probably. I wrote don't do do cocaine, but then maybe people want to do cocaine. So then I made it to don't do cocaine in dirty bathrooms. You're going to get poop particles all over that. You're going to put that up your nose. It's going to go in your body. There's, there's other things If you're going to do it, be safe about it, I think is the main thing there. But, but I will say, I think it's overrated. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's real. That's, uh, yeah, that's a real thing to say. I think it's overrated and it's highly addictive. So I'm not going to fuck with it. Uh, Don't beat yourself up. Listen, it's hard being a human or a bird boy. You don't need to beat yourself up of your choices. Talk to a professional. Don't just beat yourself up all day. There's, yeah, he had, he had a couple rough, rough mental times in this book. Uh, be careful with your fuck placements. There's a bit just, you gotta be careful where you add those fucks in there because you don't, you know. uh, (laughs) And then my last, my last note I wrote here was always attack twice. They they Ah. they know about the first attack, they'll never expect expect the the, second attack. They don't expect the second. Always attack twice. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a smart thing. You gotta give them the all one too, the razzle and the dazzle. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then lastly, if, uh, 
Dairy Queen, Applebee's, or Beck want to sponsor us, we're always open. We're always open. Yeah, you get, let the first Beck one's a freebie. sponsor us. The first one's a freebie, David, <laughs> but if you want us to mention your name again... You have to pay us. So anyway, David, uh, I enjoyed. So and on that on that measure, then we are also open to sponsorships from Cinnabon, The Gap, yes. Old Navy, uh, 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 McDonald's, uh, 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 Burger uh, King, Taco Nine Bell, Nine Inch Nails, uh, Nine Green Inch Day. Nails. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and I believe Sam Goody was mentioned at some point. <laughs> well, thank you for telling me the pretender. I thought yep. it was something else, but he was pretending to not be a human. That and also, Aria pretender. was pretending to be his family. I like those. I like the spiritual one more. Uh, David, sure. what's book 24 going to be? Not book 24. We're not doing book 24. What do we you mean? Heading, and this is a perfect segue from that reveal we just got about how Elfangor is much closer tied to Tobias and the group. This is real. This is real. I can't believe this is real. What is next is the Andalite Chronicles, the backstory <gasps> of Prince Elfangor Cyrenal Shamtel. We're going to find out about him losing his virginity to yeah. a human lady. And it's a nice big thick book, so it's going to be a lot to get through. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break on Animorphs. It's going to be quite a bit inside. to get through, but we're going to yeah. do it. And I'm What's excited the about it. Is there a picture on the opening cover? There is. Uh, it's not like one of those, like, like it goes through into the same picture, but there's a picture oh. of, of Elfangor kind of cool on the side with like a ship in the background. He looks like E.T. He's doing Doing an ET pointy finger thing, and then and then there's a like picture of like his eye with all of our kids like reflected in it, and the kids look like dope rapper kids. Yeah, because it's like a fisheye lens. Yeah, they look like dope skater kids. Yeah, and it's back when Marco had his longer hair. Yeah, before the haircut. Mm-hmm. All right, David. Well, we have to end this podcast here because David's got to go do homework. David's got so stuff much to, to do. do. You mm-hmm. have so much to do. That book good thing is that like... we recorded both this episode and our last episode like. In two days, so I technically have like three weeks until the next episode yeah, sure, comes sure, out. Sure. You have a hot minute. Well, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. I might push you a little bit. Now, faster, knowing our track knows. record, we're gonna totally do it on time. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for all of these alien chronicles. But we've reached that time. We must open our windows and turn on our AC. Thank, thank you so much for joining us for another Animorphs. I can't believe. Do you feel like next book is the end of the season then, or the beginning of the next season of books? Um, I kind of forget what is going to be happening in, like, the normal books after this, specifically. Um, so we could probably think of this as kind of a... We only had... I mean, the last, uh... It feels like we've had a ton since the last Megamorphs, but it's only been, like, six books. It feels like... Well, three of those books were the David shit. I was about to say, it feels like a decade has gone by since that last book, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Mm. Cool. That's... Yeah, there we are. Well, that's how we like to end it on a real low note. <laughs> I've been Michael Santel in a red shirt. I'm continuing to be David Miller in a blue shirt. And we'll see all you kids and cats next time. Okay. Kay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> that's our show. Thanks for coming round. Don't be sad. No need to frown. We'll have more stories. Don't throw a fit. Goodbye, one and all. And we'll see you in a bit. You have work to do. I just get to stay. I get to be here. In the, I get to be here in the side. <laughs> I know. I have to. And it's funny because like whenever I'm doing it, I have to like, I got all my notes together. have everything in front of me. Where's the book for next time? The book for this time? The book, you know, like, <laughs> oh, I didn't get a pen.